Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm the creator of uh, Red Room Comics and I just completed the third issue of the next round of Red Room Comics that are going to be called uh, Trigger Warnings. Like the first round that came out that hit the shops that's on the stands now is called the Antisocial Network and uh, this trade paperback is going to hit this the shops uh, November 9th or whatever that Wednesday is, November 10th. Uh, comic shop owners, uh, Please order heavy because I, I just got word that Amazon bought more than half this print run. So that leaves the rest of the comic shops in the country, in the world, fighting over uh, the you know last half of the, the first printing. And who knows how long it's going to take to reprint these things with what we know about uh, the supply chain issues we've been having in this, in this crazy world uh, right now. All that said, I finished the third issue of uh, the next round of Red Room Comics. So I afforded myself a little bit of uh, time to go out, hit up the comic shops, pick up stuff that they've been holding for me. And I thought it would be cool to uh, show some of that stuff off. Uh, for the people who are curious about this trade though, I do want you to know that there's probably 70 some extra pages of material. You could see right here that there's all sorts of extra artwork that I built into the fabric of this book to design. A unique experience that is unlike that of the pamphlet issues. The pamphlets have their value. The big book can sit snugly on your bookshelf, has its own set of value. So uh, without further ado, let me uh, bust out some of the books that I picked up this past, uh, this past comic run. $100 well spent. One of the first things that was uh, waiting for me in my pull list was uh, the second volume of The Fist of the North Star, Tonkobon really handsomely done by Viz, who were the original English translators. I have this material uh, in several different iterations. The original Viz iterations, the uh, versions that Mondo Comics, or no, no, what the hell was it called? Raijin Comics, uh, put together in the early 2000s. So where we're at right now is still material that I know really, really well, but I really like these hardcovers and I consider it a big upgrade. We've never gotten a full translation of Fist of the North Star, and I made some really awesome connections over at Viz uh, when, after the first couple hip-hops started coming out, got to know some good people over there, and one of the things I asked them about and kept sort of bugging them about was doing a fresh translation, a complete translation of Fist of the North Star. The whole ecosystem changed where there were complete manga that were being presented and this is something I always wanted to read in you know a professional translation rather than just the scanlations that you know you could find online and I even asked them hey man can I can I design the books uh, I did not design these but one of the things that I was thinking about uh, in terms of presentation was sort of what I'm seeing right here and that is, don't put Kenshiro, the protagonist, on a cover of all of them. That's sort of how he was always been, this comic has always been presented. And it's just the same guy in different poses. When there, this is a Monster of the Month comic, you know, Monster of the Week in manga case. And there are all these cool bad guys that he fights. So my thought, and what I sort of s s tried to sell to them was, put a fresh bad guy on every cover, man. Like highlight some of these crazy designs of these you know post-apocalyptic mad max kind of dudes and feature them man 
because it's just cooler to see some variety rather than you know Kenshiro's face in a thousand different contorted positions across the you know 30 books that it's going to take to present this material anyhow man this was waiting in the pull list I've read it before maybe I'll give it another read but like I said I'm happy to have a handsome fresh edition of this all right one of the weirdest titles in modern comics modern manga dead dead demons ddd destruction I might have left a d out there by Inio Asano this is a cartoonist who I discovered by way of Naoki Urasawa's Man Ben uh, program on NHK and I can't explain it but of all the Man Ben episodes this is is the cartoonist that I gravitated toward the most I saw his workout uh, immediately after watching the episodes there's something spiritually that I identify with him and this is the comic that he was working on during that man ben program this is the author of goodnight pun pun and many other translated works that uh have seen the light of day here in america with a with a viz english translation and uh this is the 10th volume you know i i have i have all of his work uh here in the studio and uh this is how this dd destruction comic is being presented in really slick kind of digest size volumes manageable chunks uh the comic that he was working on like the exact strips that he was working on on man ben uh we still haven't gotten to that point yet in all of these 10 tonkobon uh in the man ben episode you see these little aliens and they live in this kind of mothership and they there's a two-page spread that he's working on on the on the program where all of these little aliens fall out of this spaceship the idea is that Tokyo is living with this albatross hanging over their heads quite literally there's just been a freaking spaceship hanging out over Tokyo for like years and they all just have to like accept that there may be a day when the stuff that's in here comes out and there's also military strikes that are hitting this thing like the the citizens of the globe don't want this there but what are you and I going to do about something like that man the show must go on anyhow on the man Ben episode you see those these little creeps fall out of the spaceship but we're not there yet we're not there yet in the comic so I'm actually like super excited to see the exact pages that uh, Inyo Asano was working on from that Man Ben episode, but it looks like they're gearing up. Maybe next volume. Tayo Matsumoto is a cartoonist that we have not given enough FaceTime with uh, on the channel. Uh, I actually think we gave zero FaceTime to him so far. This is the cartoonist, the mangaka behind the six volume Sunny, Go Go Monster, Tech on Concrete, uh, Ping Pong. Once again, another cartoonist that I, whenever there's a fresh piece of work that he's done, I have to scoop it up. And I believe there was a version of number five that came out before. If not, I would just see Japanese volumes on, on my friend's shelves and stuff. 
Uh, anyhow, I never got my hands on it, so I righted that wrong today while running around to the various comic book shops here in town. And it's Taiyo Matsumoto doing some, uh, you know, science fiction comics. Uh, this is probably going to go at the top of the to-read pile tonight. Uh, but yeah, two volumes. I think there are going to be, I think there are four. Not 100% sure. But uh, super glad to put some new Matsumoto on the bookshelf. And always a pleasure to read, man. I, I picked up Ping Pong most recently before this. Two volumes of that. We got to do episodes on that. We we sort of have to do episodes on all this stuff. But listen, we're three years into the game as as I say this right now, and I don't foresee the channel going away anytime soon. I was at Copacetic Comics earlier today on the hunt for a couple of things, and I completed my four-volume collection of the Creepy, Creepy Presents line. I uh, highly recommend these books if you can find them. Uh, right now, there's the uh, Steve Ditko, Bernie Wrightson, and of course, man, the chunky, fat mother effer right here. The Richard Corbin joints, man. Where they just present like the complete comics from Creepy and Eerie by these cartoonists. And these are impeccable draftsmen, impeccable ink slingers who look really, really good in black and white. And one of the people who looks um, most at home in black and white comics is the great Alex Toth. Look at that lettering. You rarely see him play around with duo shades, so that's fun. Right now I'm actually in the headspace of horror short stories, so this is going to be crucial for me to check out uh, sooner than later. Ha Halloween is upon us. Those vibes are in the air. And let me see uh, the tricks that Alex Toth employs to try to scare the pants off uh, his readers. <laughs> I still can't stay away from airplanes, man. <laughs> I love it. Man, this is exciting looking cartooning. And I think that uh, the Toth book, which is probably the most handsome, is the most accessible. You know, people ran and grabbed that Richard Corbin right away. They grabbed that Bernie Wrightson right away. But I think you could find this Alex Toth one. And we'll probably end up doing a proper episode about this. So you, you'll want to have your hands on it before... Uh, we end up doing a cartoonist kayfabe episode about this thing. There was a big uh, Tashin fire sale a couple of months ago. And I ended up grabbing uh, four volumes of uh, the Crumb sketchbooks that they produced. I never got my hands on the original German editions. And the Fantagraphics editions are just kind of... They're just scanned from the German editions. And with some changes and things that Crumb did himself... Uh, this is this seems more true. Tashin produces great books, and this stuff feels so substantial. So whenever I was at the shop, I saw that the sixth volume was there. You know, I got one, two, three, five, and now I have six. Uh, I think volume four went quick, and who knows when that sucker's going to get reprinted, if it even is. Uh, the paper feels perfect. It feels like, you know, your Strathmore Bristol sketchbook paper covers the period between February 1998 and 2011 and Robert Crumb is one of those drawers man that has not lost his fastball when it comes to the drawing chops look at this shit man the guy is just getting more and more ornate tighter 
and his complete sketchbooks are oftentimes in my mind kind of more important than his his comics bibliography in a lot of ways he's he's got some good strips under his belt no doubt but there's something more spiritually important to me about the sketchbooks especially when you look at them in chronological order uh, because it is a story an autobiography uh, to be exact about an artist who is working his ass off trying to get better at his craft you know you start off in one place which is actually still pretty good and then you get to this place all you have to do is put a couple ten thousand hours into your craft and uh, be hard enough on yourself to try to get better to see your flaws to fix those flaws and then maybe you get to be uh, you know you get to get a chateau in France by trading your sketchbooks finally a comic I've, I've been looking for for a long time and it'll definitely be an episode maybe sooner than later eating Raul is a movie that I discovered earlier this year I didn't even uh, know it existed and when I found it when I saw it it blew my mind because it's the exact kind of whimsy that speaks to me giant fan of John Waters movies and you see all the John Waters movies and then you think like uh, yeah where can I get some more of this and the truth is you just can't but then there are these little gems that you might discover you know I don't really you know talk to people about this kind of stuff I don't listen to people about this sort of thing I just kind of dig look around for stuff on my own and sometimes something comes across my radar and it interview or article that I read and it gets me curious I check the thing out my mind gets blown and that's how I felt with uh, eating Raul with this Mary Waranoff lady man who was the one teacher or the principal or whatever in rock and roll high school that was the attraction to uh, to check the thing out and this comic adapted 1982 after the flick came out man by look at the art, artists here man art by Kim Kim Deitch Carol Lay, Warren Greenwood, Rich Tidlaw, Sean Carey. I don't know the last three, but I guess it's like a jam comic, you know? Off the bat, taking a look at this, I'm just seeing Kim Deitch uh, on, on the page. So I don't know where the division of labor is. I don't know where these other artists come in. Maybe this is Carol Lay. These are kind of strange marks that I don't associate with uh with kim kim deitch but almost all of this stuff i do i hesitate to look through this too much to talk about it too much i didn't read it yet and uh, i think it is deserving of its own episode uh, i think that there may be like a cult following <laughs> for this kind of stuff for this flick uh this is a comic i've been seeking out for a while since i saw the movie for you know the better part of 2021 found a good reader copy and can't wait to dust it off check it out give it a read and ultimately make a cartoonist kayfabe episode about it man so there it is hundred dollars well spent treated myself today because i finished the third issue of red room trigger warnings yesterday and and finished uh drawing the cover for that some bitch as well man so afforded me a day step out of the house catch a little sunlight even though it is kind of rainy here in town visit the best comic shops in pittsburgh throw a hundred bucks around pick up some new stuff man and uh to be honest with you came home decided to make this episode gonna edit it 
gonna put it live maybe gonna read uh, a little of these comics but I'm itching to write the next one uh, in order to make these comics viable though got to support the existing ones man so if you see these issues of Red Room at your local comic shop scoop them up it's all building towards uh, Red Room the anti-social network trade paperback which is going to be in stores November 9th you know it's going to be available in, in finer comics shops anywhere retailers once again I implore you to get your hands on these comics order heavy uh, you are competing with every other comic shop in the country and uh, freaking Amazon bought so many of these more than half the print run you know it's on you if you want to get get that first printing started uh, serializing the latest issues uh, of the trigger warnings comics which are going to start to appear in uh, December go to my patreon for those three bucks to get you the archive there uh, you could pre-order Red Room Trigger Warnings issue number one. You could pre-order the trade paperback at Fantagraphics as well. All these links are in my link tree in the description below this video. Uh, go grab some Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the Spread Shop in our link below this video. We have 50,000 subscribers and I think we only sold like a little over 15,000 shirts. I want to see those numbers even out a little bit, man. Let and see get the and get the Kayfabe army representing in, in good fashion. You know the final marching orders. Read more comics.